when I saw Brian Hirschbrunner's progress a year and a half ago, I was like, wow, I've been spinning my wheels. I'd go to the gym like a lot of you. I'd go to the gym five, six days a week, call it good. The gym was a hobby for me, you know, nothing more. There was no progress. Um, but I, I felt like I found the way, like the true way, right? So, but again, I'm skeptical like a lot of you, like if you purchase products from Instagram, you know, or, but, but this one felt different. Welcome to the Superhuman Fathers Transformation Podcast. If you're listening to this, you're about to witness some of the most incredible transformations that have ever happened on the planet. And just by listening to this, you will be inspired to have your own transformation. If you're listening to this for the first time or you're one of the brothers in the brotherhood, go leave a review on the podcast and let the brother or member know how amazing they did and how incredible their transformation was. I'm Kyle Carnahan, founder of Superhuman Fathers, and not only am I going to change your life, I'm going to get you ripped as fuck. This is going to be good. But anyways, I can't wait. This is going to be awesome. I'm on fire this this afternoon, and John Baker's already here. Epic, dude. I want to talk to John Baker, actually, right now. You know, we don't do the interview yet, but John Baker, where you at, dude? Where's your face? Let's see. Oh, yeah, I can see you. Dude, okay. So, obviously, you can tell I'm fired up right now. I was excited for this one. Um, but you guys, I don't want to take too much from John's time, but I um, – so, okay. 18 months ago or so, maybe a little bit more, I'm fat and I'm sad, okay? I'm depressed. Then I have a few months – I pushed, I think I was like, maybe, a, how many months was I ahead of you? I don't remember. Was I six months ahead of you or something, John? I don't know. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, that. yeah like I'm shredded. Like I, I'm down, I'm like 5% body fat, but I still have this imposter syndrome a little bit because we were a smaller group and it's growing and I'm stepping into these shoes as kind of like a coach, you know, not really knowing like, can I do this? I, I was in that spot, like, am I worthy kind of feeling coming up? And uh, I just was, I still didn't know yet. You know, I, I it, kind of that feeling we all get go through. And I'm sure John will bring this up. But when you get posted, you're kind of like, okay, uh, well, now what? You know, <laughs> like nothing's really changed. I haven't achieved. I mean, achievements don't define me. I really just like failure doesn't define me. It's what I do. And so at this point, I think it was Ryan Christiansen that had been posted or was just about to be when you signed up. I can't remember if it was after or, or right before. Um, but it was right around the Goggins challenge. Okay. And I'm not a runner. I didn't even know that this existed. If you guys don't know what the Goggins challenge is, it's like you run four miles every four hours for 48 hours. It's like 40, 48 miles or something. And I'm not, I don't run and I'm a weirdo. And I was just like, I hadn't told anybody. It was the night of starting it. I just heard about it that day. And I'm on the phone with John Baker. Like our first call, you know, that to, you know, building this stuff. And, and I just hear this energy on the phone and it just slips out. It just slips out. Like, oh, I think I might do the Goggins challenge. And he just was like, yeah, 
You know, like he's like, you doing that? And I just, right then, I knew he was like my hype man. I, I, I had, I had stepped in. He like confirmed, like solidified my ability to just not even coach, not even worry about just, but, but be together with you guys and to, and to, and to step into that, like, I can lead here. I can do this. And so then I did it. And I, one of the reasons why I did it, and I did it around my apartment complex by myself, just in freaking circles, was because of you, John Baker. Every single time I told you I was going to do that that night, I said, I'm doing it. After it came out of my mouth, I was like, why did I just say that? You know? And I crushed it. I crushed it, man. Because of John Baker. And I bring that up because John inspired me just starting. He was still fat. Do you see what we do for each other? It wasn't so much that I was the coach. It was that he saw something special in me. And so in our group, this is what we do for each other. Don't hesitate to throw out those compliments. Also, don't hesitate to take them and live up to them. If one of the guys says you're a savage, remember that early in the morning. John Baker said I was a savage. I'm a savage, right? Remember that when you're going to have an argument with your wife. John Baker told me I'm a savage. What would he think? (laughs) I know it sounds silly, but now we have this moment. We have this moment to tell John Baker that. And it means everything. You're a savage, John Baker. Thanks, bro. Thanks, bro. Love you, man. Thanks. Yeah. So, um, hell yeah. Welcome. Uh, and let's just, let's just get into this. Um, so... Oh, also, John Baker is a savage because he shares the gym with the ox, just so you know. So, <laughs> but uh, all right, John Baker, let's just we're just gonna go, bro. Let's uh, background, let's just get the story where you were, how you found superhuman fathers, maybe why you pulled the trigger, just just kind of where you were. Yeah, so so I was I was uh, an overweight, um guy that that thought I was successful you know um a family man that would occasionally lose his temper would turn into a little bitch you know um just just very mediocre middle grounded guy and I just with all due respect to maybe some of the guys that aren't religious but I was saying my prayers um, in this particular prayer, I was very specific and said, you know, I need help. I need help to get out of this rut. I'm not inspiring anybody. I'm not inspiring myself. And I kind of said my prayer, left it there. And the next day I texted, uh, my buddy, Ryan Christiansen, who's a longtime member of superhuman fathers and just checked in with him and another buddy that we went to high school together with and said, Hey, let's, let's go grab lunch. And so some of you have heard this story, but we went to this Chinese restaurant and, you know, my fatness, I was just really excited to have Chinese food, get the meat sweats later. Um, so 
I'm looking at the menu all excited and my buddy Rob's excited, you know, like, what are we going to have? And I look across the table and Ryan Christiansen has this concerned slash studying look on his face. Like he's just trying to dissect this menu. And I'm like, Ryan, what's going on? What's the problem? And he says, well, I just, I got to check and see how this food's cooked. And I got to check the nutrition facts. And I'm like, what? So that leads to him showing me his before and after picture, his steady progress. And uh, one thing led to another. Basically, when I saw his progress, when I saw Brian Hirschbrunner's progress a year and a half ago, I was like, wow, I've been spinning my wheels. I'd go to the gym like a lot of you. I'd go to the gym five, six days a week, call it good. The gym was a hobby for me, you know, nothing more. There was no progress. Um, but I, I felt like I found the way, like the true way, right? So, but again, I'm skeptical like a lot of you, like if you purchase products from Instagram, you know, or, but, but this one felt different. So I was still trying to prove it out and see if it was, was legit. And so um, I, uh, I told Ryan, I'm like, Ryan, I'm all in. Give me Kyle's contact info. And anyways, like, hey, I let Kyle know that you're interested. And like not even an hour later, Kyle calls me. And we have this inspiring discussion. Like, you know, I shared with him, dude, I'm struggling. And it was funny because you could tell like he cared, but he also, he wasn't going to dwell on that. It was, it was incredible. Like he, he showed love, but he was also like, okay, hey, let's go. Let's just get going. And so we started and I paid, I jumped all in. And uh, anyway, I, he's like, hey, my, my brother Ryan's going to call you and get your nutrition dialed. So that was the second call that I thought, well, let's see when Ryan calls me. Like not even an hour later, Ryan texts me, calls me, gets my nutrition dialed. And that's when he shares that he's going to run the Goggins challenge. And I was like, holy freaking crap, this group is legit. Like it just right then and there, I just decided I'm going all in. I'm not going to let these guys see me fail. I don't care how long this takes. I'm going to go all in. And when I first started, guys, it was a secret. I didn't share it with my wife, my kids. I just wanted to, I thought, you know, like I'll start and like some of these guys, I'll get just shredded in 60, 70 days. And uh, first of all, I couldn't keep that secret because they saw that I was eating like a weirdo, you know, but um, anyway, I shared it with my wife and, um, that's, that's how I got started. And it's been just a huge, huge blessing answer to prayer. Um, it doesn't matter where you're at on the religious scale. I believe that if you reach out to that higher power, you, anybody on this call can get an answer to prayer. Anybody. Um, if I got my answer, I truly believe that anybody else can get an answer or answers for themselves. Um, but that that's how I got started. 
and my life's just taken off since then. It's just been great. So. Hell yeah. Okay. Well, let's dig in. We're going to define taking off. So obviously we got shredded and we're going to talk about that process a little bit further into this interview because there's, there's some fun uh, things we can learn about your process. Um, but what are some of the things that when you, when you say take it off, dig in there a little bit, what, what have you seen that's different and why? Yeah, so, maybe? so I've, I've, I've looked at failure differently, right? Like um, when I think of just first and foremost, my mindset, um, you know, one of the non-negotiables when I started was, you know, Ryan Christiansen told me, he said, look, every lift you have to go tell failure. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's really just gonna, that's gonna just be a huge mind game for me, you know, just, just rough. Um, but failure guys, like we may slip, we may fall, but we won't fail as long as we don't give up, you know? And that's where I'm, where my mindset has changed. Like I've looked at all these aspects of my life, um, being a father, I'm a father of four, um, ages 11 to 15 months, you know, um, two boys, two older boys, two younger daughters and, or in my marriage, like in work, everything where there's a struggle, I've, I've likened it to the squat rack. And let's go back when I was overweight, I remember I'd do squats maybe once every two weeks, you know, and, but I was a big guy. I love doing chest. Chest was like, you know, that's, that's where my ego was like, heck yeah. I just did two plates. <laughs> heck yeah. I just, I just bench pressed two plates three times. What, you know, like just stupid. Um, but anyway, I hated squats. And to me, the squat rack represented so much of when there's, when Chris has on your workout six sets and you want to stop at four or you want to stop at three, you're leaving so much on the table. And we do that in life. We want to stop at three sets when a discussion with our wife starts to really get under our skin, you know, really cutting to our core. Or at work, when you're just, when you're stressed out of your mind or you're not getting where you want to be, you just want to avoid the conflict, you know, whatever that squat or squat rack might represent your life. Um, I've learned since being in Superhuman Fathers, one of the biggest mindset shifts for me is to stay in the squat rack, to keep going, because there, that's where there's power that's found, that's where you find your true self in a lot of ways. And one of the times that I was struggling in this program, I remember, um, you know, when Ryan reaches out on Sunday and says, you know, give me your weekly report. And I remember I, I wrote back to him and said, dude, I'm, I'm really in the mud, really struggling, um, just mindset, super low. And I remember getting a video text back from Kyle and he just, again, he didn't excuse me for feeling that way, but he said, you have to sit in your pain. 
sit in your pain. And how often do we sit when we do squats? Do we sit and just feel the pain in our quads? You know, do we slow our breathing? And anyway, it was just, it was just perfect for me. And uh, anyway, so I would say the biggest has been just the mindset shift to sit in there and just really appreciate the discomfort and the pain. Um, before I started Superhuman Fathers, I would do uh, five minute cold showers. You know, I really got into that. And I remember a buddy of mine that's a therapist, um, works with a lot of uh, uh, ex-military, helping them with uh, PTSD and just a lot of struggles after war. And he says, you know, one of the one of the approaches is we we teach them to to lean in to the pain that they're experiencing, lean into the discomfort. And uh, he's like, honestly, cold showers is one of the things that we teach them that is an option for them to to look into. And so I started to lean into this cold. Uh, I mean, you guys know that I've been doing these plunges. But. Um, before it was January, before I started Superhuman Fathers in March, but for the entire month of January, where it's, it's just, it just looks cold, feels cold outside here in Utah, where I'm from. And I just thought of that. I'm like, just lean into the pain, embrace it. And it's almost like I was being prepared for something greater, which was Superhuman Fathers in March. My mindset was changing, you know, but. Sorry, I'm kind of rambling and forgive me guys if I'm preaching. I just part of a part Preach. of my story. I, just, I want it to I want it to help you guys in any way that I can. And even post this call, like shoot me a message on Instagram through the app, or even text me. If if I can be of any help to any of you guys in any any of your struggles, like happy to do it. Because there's been just crazy power in this community for me. I I love the weekly calls on Monday mornings, just straight fire every single week. So anyway. Amazing. Okay. Let's, so this, what has allowed you to do that? I want more the lean in. So, cause everyone wants you to, yeah, that sounds good. But uh, why can't, why are you so good at it now? What, why do you see it quicker now? Or why can you do it longer? I don't, and I don't know if you even know the answer to this, but. Yeah. You know. I mean, it's, you know, and it's still, that answer is still evolving. But when I first started the program, you know, it was, it was for selfish reasons. It was, uh, you know, look good on the swimming pool, like not hesitate to take my shirt off when I go swimming with my kids, like impress, impress, look at me kind of a thing. But then it started selfish, but I hit this roadblock of that motivation, that selfish motivation was only going to get me so far. And then I realized that I, and Ryan, we talked about this. I don't know if you remember, but I told you that one, that, that one point that I hit this point, guys, where it felt like everybody around me didn't give a shit anymore. That I was losing, I, that I was getting I, into. I remember shit. this conversation. Nobody cared. And so at that point, I had to dig deep and find a better, stronger why 
And, and I kind of, my mind kind of went back to when I ran my second marathon and I ran past, it was like mile 21. I'm just in so much pain. And I ran past the parking lot where I'd parked my truck. It was a Salt Lake City Marathon. And I had the keys in my pocket and I could have just, you know, ran to my truck. But I kept going because I thought, I can't let my loved ones be at the finish line and then get a phone call from me saying that I couldn't finish, that I quit. And so I thought of my family, my boys, what this would mean to them if I can help them. I thought of the people in my neighborhood that have been watching me. And I, the, the approach, the motivation had to go from a selfish, all about me, to it's serving others around me. As weird as that sounds, I know we've gone through this, but how lifting weights and consistency you guys doing your bonus burns, even on this call, like you have no idea the ripple effect that that's going to cause. I mean, Brian Hirschbrunner, his ripple effect, he was clear out in Colorado. I hadn't seen him for 20 years. And then I saw his post and I'm like, holy crap. And his post changed my life. And it's been 18 months or so since he first, since he posted his and now look at how many people have joined Superhuman Fathers. So like you guys on the treadmill that I can see right now, you guys that are preparing your meals for tonight or whatever that have just had a killer day, you have to realize that this is for other people, some of which you have no idea who they are. They might even be clear across the country, the world, but that has to be your why. It has to be an unselfish why if you want to finish this thing strong. So that was the motivation, Ryan, that has caused me to lean in and continue to lean into the discomfort. Because even if, if, if when you get posted, man, other things start to surface that you need to work on, that you can use the same methodology that kept you dialed into Superhuman Fathers. You can use that same methodology into your finances, your marriage, those business ideas that you have, everything. It's incredible. Beautiful. Um, now, through this whole process, you mentioned people not noticing. I don't know why I feel, I always ask questions, I never prepare you with this, but what was your wife's perspective all through this? And how did you navigate it? Was it positive the whole time? Was it, you know, what? Yeah, I'm going to shut up. I'm just yeah. going to throw that out there. Yeah, you know, it's been up and down. I think a lot of uh, her reaction has been silent, you know, just observing. And I think like a lot of maybe you guys on the call, like she had seen me give up on other programs that I had started in the past, you know. And when I told her how much I spent for the program, she was like, wait, what? <laughs> you know? Because I think deep down, she thought, he's not going to finish this, you know. Um, but to answer your question directly, Ryan, like, at first, you know, when I lost 10 pounds, you know, it was, oh, yeah, you look great. You know, there's still a lot left to lose. Um, when I got down to my lowest at 150, she was kind of pissed because I weighed less than her. 
Um, but now that I've got to this point where I've built credibility that I'm in it, no matter what, that this is who I am. Now she's like, Hey, can you do my macros for me? Can you help me? She trusts me. You know, that's, that's a huge win for me because I, it takes a lot as weird as it sounds guys, but it takes a lot for you to earn and keep the trust of your wife and your kids. It takes a, a huge consistent effort. And in a weird way, like thankfully they're our biggest critics because if we see it for what it is, it keeps us dialed and focused and we won't let up. And I think that's why uh, what, what Kyle a lot of his videos of like the one, even when he, he and his wife, I think his wife, Whitney posted it, but how they had gotten into a fight and she apologized quickly. You know, they, they just, they're so dialed consistently and it's such a solid example for each of us, you know, but my wife trusts me. My in-laws trust me now. Like these are huge wins guys for me personally. So, um, so in that process, because there's probably a lot of guys in here where they're not there yet, and maybe they, it's taking longer. Maybe they had more debt. Maybe they're in further debt. Or maybe they just have a disagreeable wife, <laughs> which happens, you know? What, how did you handle those moments when you knew, you know, I'm right. I know I got this. I can't believe you don't believe me yet. I'm here. Don't you see this? How, how did you handle those moments? How would you suggest a man handle that in his transition into this dependable man? Or so we like to say. Just a quiet, consistent example, you know? Like, even when I would set my alarm in the morning at four, and she's like, oh, are you really going to wake up at four? And it's like, yeah, I'm going to wake up at four. That's just what I do, you know? Or do you really have to go to the gym before we go to the airport for a trip? Yes, I do, because that's that's what I do, you know? And I think when when our loved ones see that this is who we are now, this that that they understand truly what the non-negotiable means to you, then maybe at least in my case, the frustration and some cases the resentment respect replaced each of those you know oh, wow. and so um and this this also goes with like you know you mentioned finances and other things like that like we're all in a place today where we'd rather not be we want to be in a better place whatever that might be guys and i'm i'm hopeful that what you're doing today will have the similar impact that it's having on me currently today, which is to not be fearful to look at things that you haven't wanted to look at for forever to, you know, lift up the rug and see what you've been hiding under there for years, you know, but to have the courage to really dig deep and, and turn yourselves inside out, you know, clean that garage. that's just been nasty for years. I had a hoarder dad growing up. And the the anguish that he would show by just holding on to stuff and just the messes that would pile up, 
I've seen physical representations of just a sad man inside, you know, I love my dad, but I, I, in a weird way, I was blessed with the dad that showed me what not to be, you know, and that's, that's kind of been my, um, kind of my personal like struggle, but just constant reminder, you know, of how much damage a mediocre man can do. Okay, there's some nuggets right there. Clean your that's garage. A good, that's a good much, quote, right? That's a good quote right there. How much damage? Yeah. A mediocre man. A mediocre man. What do you mean by that, John Baker? That's good. Let's dig into that. That was money. So that, the garage, first off, the garage symbolism is so insanely cool. Because we all have that. That's so money. But when you say a mediocre man, what did you say? I already forgot it. What was a mediocre man is what? Do you How remember? much damage a mediocre man oh. can do? Yeah, what do you mean by that? Why would you say that? Well, the mediocre man is is stuck in comfort. You know, like think of go back to the time when when we were at our most mediocre or less than that, you know, point in our lives and some of the damaging things that we can say to our kids or that we've said to our kids. Uh, or the mediocre man avoids confrontation with his wife, you know, because he he just wants to keep the peace in the house, right? The mediocre man is is fine making X amount per year. Uh, the mediocre man is totally fine going to the gym three days a week, but on his way home, he's going to stop at Burger King, you know, like... I mean, there's so many examples. You guys, we all have that mediocre voice in our head that's like, that's constantly there. And even for those of us that um, that have been posted, you know, I think the idea is for a lot of guys starting, I just have to get posted and then I'll be good. You got to dig deeper than that because that mediocre voice, that fake self is always, always in your ear, constantly. So we can do a ton of damage, but if we're focused, if we're dialed, if we're goal-oriented, service-oriented, we can do so much good. Okay, that is so beautiful. And that's why it's so sneaky, right? Because you're kind of like, I'm a good guy. I mean, well, so I'm not a bad guy. Well, that's the thing. He doesn't have to make you bad. That is so money. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit on that one. And it's kind of, you know, even going back to, like, we, we joke about, not joke, but just the actual phrase, shitting the bed with our kids, right? Like, or our wives, like, just, just losing our crap on them, saying disrespectful stuff. The mediocre man's not going to apologize, but he's going to say, you know what? I'm not going to apologize for her. She owes me an apology. That's damaging, right? That creates a wedge. And so I actually, this is kind of a funny story, but um, an ox can probably relate. Here in Utah, we play, we play a lot of church ball, right? And the joke is, is that it's the it's a war that starts with a prayer. So both teams, you know, gather center court, we pray, <laughs> it's church ball. And then after the prayer ends, it's battle. And so last Thursday, 
um, I had a moment that I'm not fully proud of. And uh, this, this guy on the other team, the biggest guy on their team, biggest body, was he was the biggest bitch, you know? And I just, I, I wanted to just give him something to, I don't know. I just, and it bothered me because he was picking on our two youngest guys. And I just, I don't, I mean, you guys, we see a ton of potential in each other. And we also have those guys in our circle of influence where we see a lot of potential, but they give in to their fake selves, their mediocre selves, right? Way too much. And this guy, here he was, like, he had a ton of potential to be an example, to not run his mouth, you know, like, and he was, it, it's just, it's crazy to me that he was the biggest guy with, that was just being the biggest baby, you know? So, <laughs> I, yeah, so I stepped in there and I gave him some actual fouls you know, to really just ruffle his feathers. And, uh, but I, I stepped in to defend my, the two guys on my team. And these two guys, they're the youngest kids. They're 19, you know, and they were trying their hardest, but I just, I wanted to defend them and show like, even if I'm smaller than this guy, I'm not going to back down, you know? And I have a real struggle with guys that are just, they're just pussies, you know, like man up. I don't know about you guys, but it reminds me of what I used to be. And that's why it gets under my skin when I see this. It's like when I talk to guys about joining super, superhuman fathers and the, the excuses that I hear, I just want to shake them. Like, do you have any idea, you know? And so my frustrations came out of this church ball game and I just, I pushed this dude, you know, and I get, I said, that's an actual foul, you know? And anyway, so I don't know why I brought that up other than like, it just like, it gets, it gets, it gets to me when I, when I see guys that are just, just always complaining, you know, about external stuff that I don't know. Anyway, take that for what you want guys. I just, so good i loved it that's awesome i think it's cool because i i've had a similar experience and they can't see yeah right says and then i dunked on them oh that's too good um but it, it is a strategy it is a strategy because you guys lose me for a second sorry yeah sorry about that i don't know what's going on clouds it's raining um but when they're in it they can't they can't like Look from above, you know? You know you can see the answer, but they have to learn it for themselves. You just have to. So, yeah. I, yeah, that's, that is awesome. So, you said something earlier too, John, um, mm -hmm. about service. And so, I kind of want to dig in there. And it might be all related, but how is it, how is, how do you spin on every negative situation, this ability to make it about service. That's what I hear when you're saying these things. How are you able to do that? And what does that look like in your mind? And I didn't prep you for that question either. <laughs> so, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, 
maybe maybe rephrase it just a little bit for me. So yeah. So I I don't know. So something bad happens. How are, how do you make it not about you? How are you? Because you you said it's about being able to serve everybody else. How are you putting yourself in a position to? And maybe my question doesn't make sense. But no, no, what I'm looking it for is how do you how do you make it not about you? You know? Yeah, because because it is shitty. It is something a bad that happened to you. What is your strategy to be able to make it about others so that you can stay in that selfless mindset? You said it's about everybody else. That's why you're able to keep going. So I'm kind of looking for that. Like, how do you catch yourself from being selfish in those bad situations when you have an excuse to, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think we, we talk about leading from the front, leading by example, you know, um, and, and not, not leading from the back. I mean, you, you look at other programs that, you know, so-called competitors of superhuman fathers and a lot of these guys are like oh i've already done all that you know the waking up at four i don't need to do that but here you ryan chris mike and team and ox are leading from the front like if you guys could see ox work out and then when ox gets on and talks about super superhuman fathers like that's that's as genuine as you're going to find because this guy is I've, I've never seen anybody work out like the ox does. And, and that's the mindset that I'm trying to have is to put myself in a position to lead. And the moment that I give into my fake self, or if I lose my cool, and I'm not quick to apologize and make things right, I'm putting myself out of position to be the leader I'm supposed to be, you know, and frankly, the moment that I lose my shit, like I did in the church ball game, I felt like I'd let you guys down. And so it goes back to that community of leaders that it's like, oh my gosh, you know, I got to make things right. And uh, anyway, so it's just constantly, Ryan, being aware of what we stand for in this group and what it means and what we're trying to achieve but always being in putting in our, ourselves in a position to truly lead, not by title, but by example, you know? Yeah, that's pretty, that was very powerful. He answered it perfectly. I think it looks like Ryan might have a, a question for you. Another Ryan, team Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. John here. Hey, Brian, you're looking dreaded, man. I saw that pig dude. I'm getting there, man. I'm getting there. The closer you get, the farther away you feel, I feel like. Oh, yeah. I know that for sure. You can go an extra week. Go an extra week. But, um, yeah, man. Um, so, appreciate appreciate all you bring to the group, first of all. And thanks for thanks for doing this tonight. Um, one of the first times you stood out um, and uh, as a contributor in the group, for me, you were talking about um, walking around the neighborhood. So, this was months ago. Um, and how like some of the guys in your neighborhood were like just noticing that you were dropping fat basically. Um, and I have not been great about like being an evangelist for superhuman fathers. And I was just curious as to how you talk about what this is. Cause I feel like when I do it, I, I come across a little bit more arrogant than I want to. And I don't know if that's okay or not. 
Um, so I, I wanted to get like your thoughts as, as to how you, um, just kind of share about it. Yeah, for sure. And this is something that I'm trying to improve, you know, because I, uh, I actually just spoke to a buddy of mine that I'm trying to, to get, to jump into this. Right. And just hearing the hesitancies of, Oh, let me talk to my wife. And yeah, if you can send over some meal plans, I mean, you guys have probably all heard it. Well, and you guys, he's in an interesting position because Ryan Christiansen and John have also started a men's group. So they have their own coaching team. So he's in this position a lot where he's got to be like, yeah, step up. Anyways, yeah. go on, John. Yeah, being more direct, right? But um, for the guys that have noticed, um, you know, one of the ways was uh, just being active in, in the community. So like I coached my boys, black football teams. And that was right at the time when I was just dropping a ton of weight and people, people will ask, you know, you, you automatically see the ones that are truly interested versus the ones that kind of want to know what corners you cut, you know, or what pill you've been taking, you know what I mean? Um, so you, you kind of, you see the ones that are a little bit more genuine and those are the ones that you really want to spend your time with dissecting all this It's kind of that you know, don't cast your pearls before swine kind of a thing. Um, but, but yeah, just, just being out there, you know, um, and being, being active, like, um, but yeah, I saw, a lot of people saw just, uh, you know, whether it's from church, um, <laughs> me having a, an extra long belt, you know, but being approachable too, like, um, the tough part though, Ryan is like the one guy that I want to ask me is so freaking stubborn. And he's, he was one of my big whys of why I dug my heels into this. And that's my older brother. He's the guy that says, no, I'm just born with a big chest. Not much I can do with it. You know, just the excuses. And I'm like, Dave, you know? And so, um, I'm I'm really sorry that I don't have like the direct answer for you, but just just to be confident and be ready to to answer any questions. There are guys at the gym that are watching you, you know. Um, and I think a lot of what the guys in this group have shared recently of not hesitating to share your progress on social media, on Instagram. But um, and you know, you'll you'll kind of get a feel for what's too aggressive, but what feels more genuine to what, to what you do and who you are. So you'll find that. Um, but go out and do stuff that stretches you like, you know, go out. So that here's another thing that I did is I, I did uh, a couple of sprint triathlons and initially that scared me to death. I've shared with Josh, like I, I fight the water, you know, but I was like, like I can do this and I'm going to show that, that this is a goal that I've had and I'm going to commit to it. You know, Ryan, you even shared too, like put yourself out there, what you've committed to put that on Instagram and show that with the world and show them that you'll commit to it and you'll deliver, you know? So this I showed that I signed up for a sprint try and then I showed having completed it, you know, there, there are so, people, John, that you don't even know about that have lost weight and improved their lives just because of you. There's guys who follow my Instagram that will let me know randomly 
like, hey, I, I don't know you, but um, I'm down 30 pounds. Thank you. Yeah. Like, they may never join Superhuman Files. It doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. It's when you walk into a room, are you memorable? Do you inspire? Do you make feel people feel when they're in your presence? Do you make them feel like they can do anything? Yeah. And there are probably guys too at the gym that have wanted to ask you and you probably see it too, but they just haven't had the guts to approach you yet. You know, I feel like there's a few guys at the gym today that, that are just waiting to ask, like, dude, you used to be fat. What happened? You know? It's so good. Well, and okay, let's dig in a little bit there too, because this was not, you know, and he touched on the beginning of this interview. I'm going to do this in a hundred days. Is that what happened? John Baker? No. I see his full name. I can't help him. <laughs> no, it's not what happened. How did you deal with that? What does that look like? Some guys that might, you know, how much, how much weight did you lose? How long did it take? Yeah. So, so guys, I, I got to my lowest uh, 55 pounds and it took exactly a year. And I thought I was in better shape than that, you know, and I've heard other people say, I didn't know you had 55 pounds to lose, you know, but um, I thought I would be one of the guys that was a uh, hundred days or less, you know, because my, my macros were dialed, but looking back and Ryan to answer one of your questions too, if, if I could do this all over again, start from day one, I would have the three non-negotiables, one being your diet, your nutrition, two, your workouts go until failure, and then three, you have to do bonus burns and stay active. You know, plan your day out, go, go for a walk with your family. But see, I, my, my cardio used to be when I was preparing for a marathon, I would go run 10 miles, but that was counterintuitive because I would lose muscle, you know? And so I needed to really tone down the, uh, the volume of my cardio and just be consistent, but I didn't do that. And that, I think part of why my process took as long as it did. Um, one of the reasons was because I wasn't as dedicated to the bonus burns. That was kind of like a the cherry on top when in reality it should have been for me specifically a must. So, um, but yeah, when Ryan to kind of answer your question too. And, um, I, when I, when I passed a hundred days, yeah, maybe I felt bad for myself like a little bit, but again, like, um, I think it's Kais, but he kept saying in the chats, this is the way, and that would just ring in my head, you know, and I told myself time and time again, no matter how long this takes, I'm not giving up because what am I going to go back to keto intermittent fasting? No, you know, so I just told myself that I'm going to stay in this no matter what. And I promised myself that I would not quit on Kyle and Ryan from day one. So I stuck to that, even though they probably thought I quit because I went a little dark for a little bit. But 
I just, I had to go to my dark place because I really had to dig deep, guys. I didn't expect to go below 160. And then when I hit 150, that's like junior high weight for me. <laughs> so, anyway. Amazing. So, I got one more question, and then we can take a few questions from the group. This has been amazing. Um, was there ever just one obstacle or a moment in the process that was just really hard? And how, how did you overcome it? Yeah, I think. Um, he was 205, John Wright. What's that? Your start weight was 205, right? 205, yep. Yep. 205 and a half. Okay, 0.5. I was off by a half pound. <laughs> um, but, but again, that, that 0.5, when I got down to my lowest, the 0.5 meant everything. And, <laughs> yeah, and that, that sure did. That was, that was probably the biggest struggle is how tight my nutrition had to be. And, um, you know, I, I think what was hard was when I got to my lowest and people around me didn't understand they're like, when are you going to be done with this? And I, I would say, well, I think I just have two more weeks. And then six weeks later, no, I'm pretty sure it's just two more weeks. And so Ryan, <laughs> I totally know where you're at, man, because it was always going to be one more week. And then I'd send a picture to Ryan when like, I thought my abs were popping. I thought everything was good. And Ryan told me almost there, almost there. And so it was like running this ultra marathon where this finish line just kept moving and you know I there were times to be honest that I started to and I'm, I'm embarrassed to say in a way but I started to like the fake me especially started to resent a little bit Ryan and Kyle like they didn't they weren't paying attention to my progress and Ryan I haven't shared this with you but but then I would yeah. get but then I would get these messages from Ryan and Kyle, these personal messages, voice messages. And then it was a reminder that like, there's true brotherly love in this group guys. And, and I would say I was embarrassed because I was so wrong. Like they do care. And it's not, it, they're not in this to make money, even though they're being successful with this, they're in it to help help us be better. And I truly felt that. And um, anyway, so that was probably my biggest hurdle was towards the end, just getting to that last little bit. And, but I also appreciated, and I've said this a few times on here, but having someone in your life that will tell you that you're not quite there. Um, I value that in Ryan and Kyle. Um, to say no dude you can do better than that because i i've always had like very passive aggressive uh people in my family like never really tell it to me straight to my face you know and um granted until i married my wife she's good at that but to have another man like ryan and kyle tell me meant the world even as painful as it is like you got to sit in the pain and take it take it for what it is so beautiful that's amazing well i'm so proud of you john and you inspire me man 
like together let's go like you know i i got i got no more words i'm gonna let these guys ask you some questions but you know you know how much we care and kyle i texted him he couldn't make it tonight because he's at you know do he's got warrior or something he just he just texted me let him know i love him so you know he he'll he will watch this recording and i'm sure he'll he'll hit you up love it thanks dude I guess do you want me to call it John? Yeah, John, go for it. John, how are you? Hey, uh, my question is: now that you've you've done it, how do you stay dialed in every day? Like, how do you remind yourself? And how do you um, just try to stay aligned now that you've you've made so much progress? Yeah, good question. Yeah, so- that, that's a really good question. And that's, uh, you know, I used to track my macros and get to the gram with the goal of losing weight and building muscle. And now that's shifted to, I want to gain weight, but gain, gain it in a lean way, build muscle, right? So that's been a mindset shift. But then that's also been the reason why Ryan Christiansen and I have started this small group here locally to help guys because now I'm accountable to eight guys as well that are looking for looking to me, just like I looked to Ryan and Kyle initially, you know? And so I'm now accountable to those guys that are just starting. And so a lot of this um, um, motivation for them to dig deep when they get into the mud, I've got to help show them, not tell them, but really show them through my example you know, and so it was kind of cool. Like when I, when I did that triathlon um, and to share just when I finished with them, you know, just that alone kind of helped spark motivation in the group, you know? And so it's kind of cool to see that and just the, the little problem. Your Goggins challenge. Yeah. Yeah. I got to do the Goggins challenge now. Um, yeah. And that's cut you guys. I love that John and Ryan have done this and we don't, we don't know what it looks like in this, in this group, if there'll be, I mean, we, we know there will be where you'll have, there can be other men's groups that'll be umbrellaed under superhuman fathers. We don't know exactly what that looks like, but there's also going to be accountability groups where as you progress, then you can build your own little team amongst our, our men. And so we won't be able to do that in trainerize, obviously, but it's coming very soon. And so it's, it's going to help you so much when you get to that point when you're like, okay, now what? You'll be like, oh, well, I got to take care of the men, you know? It's beautiful. Great question. Awesome. Evan, hit it. Hey, I got these new headphones. Can you guys uh, hear me while I got these on? Yeah. They look great, okay. too. Probably while you're cool. squatting, they look amazing. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Ryan. Um, one thing that, uh, I don't believe we've touched on yet. Well, first I want to say congratulations. And I was uh, hoping that you could kind of elaborate on the ways that your relationship with your wife and your kids has improved since you've started this process. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I'm, I'm glad you talked about that because that's been really my number one focus and my deepest why for all of this. Um, but with my boys uh, specifically, you know, they got in a little bit of a rut after COVID and my oldest gained some weight. And so that was one of my whys to stay in this, to help him. 
um, and uh, to, to really motivate him by example, right? But um, it, it's a work in progress with, with my, my two boys, I think in particular, because I can be really hard on them. And so now that I'm accountable to this group and I've been accountable now for um, over a year, I really try to be quick to apologize. And uh, now that I've, I've actually changed, uh, you know, because I think when I first started this, it was, I was, it was a little bit like, it's all about me kind of a thing. And um, when I first started, right. But now that I've kind of expanded my focus, I've really started to focus on their development. And I get so much fulfillment watching them play. Like I just got them into this uh, competitive seven on seven football and where they, where they get coached by some college athletes. And I love it, you know? And so we have those bonding moments, but one of the biggest things, Evan, is when I do lose my cool with them, that I'm quick to apologize because I grew up with a dad that didn't really apologize. And I think myself that, as well. That one thing is a big game changer. If if we own up to our mistakes and show our kids that we're not perfect, but that we're really trying, you know. And then with my wife, that's another that uh, we've we've had some tough discussions, you know, about our future, our plans, and we're just we're really trying to find that right alignment for us, you know. And I talked about the squat rack. The squat rack is, for me is just staying in those those discussions that can be really rough, you know, really raw and uh, just just hanging in there, you know. So, but there there's more to come with that. Like it's it's certainly a challenge, you know. But but these are really really good questions that that I continue to dissect and figure out for sure. Thanks for your answers, and I'll take all your advice to heart. I appreciate it. Thanks, Evan. It's beautiful. There's nothing better than walking into the argument with your wife. Like, oh, it's squats. Uh, luckily, I like squats. It's growth time. You know, Evan, you're great at squats. So, you know, that'll, that'll help you. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, Matt. Matt. What's going on? What's going on, Hi, Matt? Man. Training for his marathon. Look at him go. You're on mute, Matt. You're muted. I appreciate that. Um, John, do you want to say the guy next door? Sorry, you're breaking up, Matt. I looked I... up to you and your brother. Right? I'm going to be running this damn race. race. I wouldn't be signed up for this group. So, congratulations. Thanks for your example, buddy. You uh, Yes, what a great way to end it. I love that. You don't know where the impact lies, man. Matt Let's and I go. go way back. We were we were kids in the same neighborhood. We were buddies. Played little league baseball. So I didn't I didn't know he was a member of Superhuman Fathers. So look at that. That's awesome. <laughs> Surprise. John, I was waiting until I got posted, bro. I was waiting until I got posted. Oh, man, you're going to be there in no time. What? Uh, 
what the group needs to know is we called you Johnny. You're not Johnny anymore. You're John, dude. You're a man. You lead by example. So I look forward to talking to you more about the program. I'm only a few weeks in. Oh, man. Superhuman father right there. That's fantastic. Love you, Matt. Thanks, dude. Uh, well, at that, I couldn't say better words. I agree. And so we'll conclude our interview. But, John, it's, it's been a pleasure. And uh, we'll, I mean, I continue. It'll be fun to continue to watch as you grow and as we grow together. Because that's, like, the impact is all around. It's all around. He impacted me his first day in the group. Yeah. So, I don't know. These, these calls could be two hours, Ox says. He wants more. For everybody on this call, though, just let me leave you with this. Do not give up. Don't stop. No matter how long it takes, don't stop. Just promise yourselves that. That's one thing that, that I hope you leave today with. Your day will come. Doesn't matter if it's 100 days, 200, 300 year, right? Like even longer. Don't stop. You deserve this. Love you guys. Fire. Thanks, John. What a, amazing. Amazing, John. Right. Well done. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back and find that quote. It was so good. All right, peace. Thanks, guys. Love you guys. Congrats, John. Love you Thank guys. I hope you enjoyed this transformation from superhuman fathers. And one thing I want you to know is that anyone can do this. Yes, even you. Go to superhumanfathers.com and apply for the brotherhood right now. How you do one thing is how you do everything. But how you do everything is how you get anything. Anything you want. And once you get anything that you want, then you have to be willing to give it all away. And then if you give it away, you have nothing, right? Like this is all coming to me line by line by line by line. And when you have nothing, now you have everything. Edited by Gage Sanderson.